Jesus, Jesus, Jesus likes girls. Jesus, 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 Jesus likes girls. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus likes girls. Well, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> welcome. Hey, to Jesus Likes Girls. Xena, warrior princess for Jesus here. Shay Shay O'Casey, coming at you. That's right. And we were just wondering, what does the Bible actually say about stealing? Take it away, Z. Okay. What do you think of my new haircut? I like it. Yeah. I'm just checking it out here. It's like, very, wow. very... It's hipper. It's modern. It's hipper than I am. Like, <laughs> I was looking at it yesterday, and I was like, Josh, my haircut is cooler than me. Like, I don't know what to do. And he was like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. It's not. It is. What I also love is when I sat down, I thought your t-shirt just said ish, which I was going to love, but yeah. what does it actually say? Sunshine. Sunshine? Okay. Really? Not as cool. I'm sorry, but it's not. <laughs> if it said ish, that would be sweet. See? I'm not as cool as my haircut. I'm not as cool as a pretend t-shirt in Shay Shay's mind. <laughs> okay, so hey, let me Google. <laughs> Where are the Ten Commandments? Oh my gosh. Why don't you just look in the Bible? I was. Okay, where are the Ten Commandments in the Bible? Oh, okay, so we're looking at Exodus 20. Let me go back to my Bible app. Zena has a Bible in her hand, so clearly she's going to be right. Exodus, did I just say 20? Or did I say 2? 20. 20? Okay. The Ten Commandments. Okay, here we go. I'm the Lord your God. Do not have other gods. Don't shape a calf. Don't worship them. Do not misuse the name of the Lord. Remember the Sabbath. You're going to read them all. I don't know. I'm just looking for lying. No, stealing. (laughs) Honor your mother and father. Do not murder. Okay, do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony against your neighbor. Do not covet your neighbor's house. Do not covet your neighbor's wife. What about okay. your neighbor's husband? Guess you can covet him all you want, ladies. <laughs> I knew in them it literally just said do not steal. Yeah, which that's all it says. Are you finding, are you looking for a loophole? No, but I just felt like in thinking about that commandment, like, could you expound on that? Or just, you know, it's just a flat do not steal. like At all, ever. Yeah, like, come on. I guess I am looking for a loophole. You are! That's what it means! You're like, like, don't steal ever. Can you expound on that? (laughs) What do you mean, do not steal? Like, why has it got to be such a blanket commandment? Why can't it just be like, agree? if it's wrong, don't steal? Because there's sometimes where it's like, fine. Sure. What about... In my mind. La Miserable. Right. Exactly. I'm stealing bread to feed my family. Exactly. So It's kind of like don't work on the Sabbath. Like, I have to work or die. So should I just die then? Because it's the Sabbath and I shouldn't work? Right. My cow is stuck in a hole. What am I going to do? Not get pull him out? It reminds me of The Big Lebowski. Okay. When um, dude called his buddy... Frank, John Goodman. I don't remember names. Well, he calls Frank because it's an emergency. And Frank doesn't do anything on the Sabbath. (laughs) (laughs) And dude's like, what are you talking about? You don't drive. And he's like, you're lucky I picked up the phone because I'm not even supposed to do that. But you said it was an emergency. That's the only time I break the Sabbath. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we picked them up and yada yada. Okay, well, I think like most people who steal, we're jumping to the far side of like best circumstances for me could explain my petty thievery yes. <laughs> when really we don't steal at least I don't steal or haven't stolen out of dire necessity or need. Yeah. Have you ever? Um, no. See? But you know what I thought of right when you asked me that question? Do like, I? I thought of, I was going through the files in my brain and I was like, who do I know that ever has stolen out of dire necessity? Right. And I literally thought of my sister and her ex-husband Yeah. when they were smoking crack Okay. They would go to the grocery store and steal steaks. <laughs> why out of why is that necessary? They thought it was a necessity. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we don't have money for food, but the food that they chose <laughs> were steaks. <laughs> God bless them. I know. It wasn't like they didn't steal red beans to like make a pot of red beans and rice that would last them a week. They were like we need steaks. We need filet mignon. <laughs> ASAP. And they put them in their baby stroller. It was so scandalous. Oh, God. It was like, the baby's got them. That's something I would do. <laughs> I swear. Well, oh. you don't... Since we're talking about stealing... Yes. I have a long history of stealing. I know. You almost, like, had a racket. Literally. I know. Should I tell the story? Yeah, go for it. So, my, my stealing started when... I just want to preface this with right now, I would never steal from a friend. I would never steal. What? I would never steal from you. Oh, I'm not saying that because of the Theracane. Oh my God. But I would never steal from a friend. I would never steal. You're like, I would never (laughs) steal from a friend. And I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Zeta stole something from me. If that isn't obvious enough right now. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't steal from a friend. I wouldn't steal at work. I wouldn't steal from, like... I wouldn't steal where it's meaningful to somebody in my life. You wouldn't shit where you eat? Correct. Okay. My stealing only really happens, like, at the thrift store or an estate sale or something like that, where it's, like, this little chach thing and I just throw it in my purse. When I was in elementary school, I started stealing... Elementary? Yes. Dang. I started stealing Robbie's... Oreos. Hmm. My parents, my mom would never give me anything sugary. Like we didn't eat sugary cereals. She didn't buy me like fruit roll-ups or any of that crap. It was always like an apple and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You're like, fuck this apple. (sighs) And you know, kids, other kids had like Oreos and stuff in their lunch. And all of our lunches were packed in a laundry basket in the back of the classroom. And one day I looked over, I was grabbing my lunch bag out of the laundry basket and I looked over and saw Robbie's bag and he had a big Ziploc or Oreos in there Uh oh! and I just grabbed it out of his bag and threw it in my bag and went back and sat in my chair the whole thing (laughs) oh dang okay and what was so scandalous about it which I think was just like my naivete and my like mushy brain my child mushy brain was I sat and ate those motherfuckers right in front of him I had had them packed in my own lunch. And then I started doing it every day. Oh, no. I was taking this kid's Oreos. Then his mom started stapling the bag shut. And I just ripped it open and still took them. Every day. 
Wait, wait. What did I think? What did she think? Like, if she stapled his lunch bag, like his brown paper bag? Correct. Aww. Yeah, and I just was like, nobody's going to stop me. I just ripped it open. (laughs) It still took off every day. He never said boo to you? He never said anything to me. Was he like a shy kid? Honestly, probably. Okay. Do you have any working memory of his face? Yeah. Yeah, he was like a dark-haired, pale-faced, kind of round. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that little asshole. These, those Oreos are mine. Oh, <laughs> I could just see him going home and being like, Mom! I didn't have any Oreos in my thing. And the mom being like, I put them in there, Robbie. And then like, the next day, just being like... Someone's stealing my Oreos. No, it wasn't someone. He knew it was me. I was eating them in front of him. Schoenberg is stealing my Oreos. And I was ripping his goddamn bag open. Like, at first, he might not have known it was me because maybe other kids had Oreos. Or maybe then... mom forgot or something. Like, he's trying to <laughs> rationalize in his brain. Right. So, I don't know how that ended, but it did. And then... Finally, you threw up one day, and you're like, Bleh. all of the Oreos. I feel like I Robbie. told my mom or something, like, Mom, you need to give me Oreos, <laughs> I'm, which I'm sure she refused. Okay. But then I started stealing, I, I, I was obsessed with the book fairs. I was, like, avid reader when I was a little kid. And those scholastic book fairs are so fire. I still wish I could go to those. Yeah, they're amazing. I saw one advertised at Defer Elementary recently, and I was like, hmm, I want to go to that. Yeah. And I was like, really, Shannon? What do you want to buy? <laughs> I want to buy a diary with a lock on it and a pen and some glitter stickers and everything. Those scholastic book fairs. The weekly reader, when it would come out, that paper. Oh, the paper. Oh. I'd be circling for days. I was like checking all the things I was going to buy. Never got anything hardly. My mom would be like, fine, it. you can get the new babysitter's club. But she gave me money for the book fair that came. Okay. And I got a whole bunch of stuff. And then I got a, and I stole a whole bunch of stuff. Ooh. Yeah, I stole from the book fair. Dang. I know. And I thought, wow. I, my dream has come true. Like I, my mom got me all the stuff and I got all the stuff. So I like got every checked box, you know? Wow. And my mom, I came home and my mom was like looking at my booty and she was like, "Mm, I know I gave you $11. So how do you have all this stuff? Did you just like, was it just like you dropped? Like you were on the demon drop at Cedar Point and it's just like. I was so bummed because I was so happy. Getting caught as a kid is the worst. That was the only time I can recall getting caught as a kid. What did she make you do? She made me walk my sorry ass back to the book fair. Yes. And turn those books in. Ugh. Okay, I have a similar story. I'm just going to interject real quick. My first stealing experience was stealing gum from the grocery store. Hmm. In front of my mother in the checkout lane. <laughs> <laughs> Your childhood bravado always impresses Mine? me. Mine? Listen to you. You did it in front of your mom's face. You were like, watch this, bitch. <laughs> no. I think, and I even was like, can I please have gum? And she was like, ow. And so I was like, oh, yeah? I'm going to take this gum. <laughs> And so, and then, like an idiot, I'm in the in the car with her, just opening it up, just chewing it. As soon as we're in the car, I love 
love that we were so dumb. So, we were little kids. We were like, so dumb. I got this. And my mom was like, um, where did you get that gum? And it was like, same demon drop moment. Even though, obviously, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> like, it wasn't your slyest moment. How did I even have the nerve to be surprised? I know. I don't know. And so I was like. I took it! And I, like, felt so bad. And she made me go back in and give it back and admit to it. These moms, I really (sighs) appreciate the energy that these moms had because maybe I'm just so tired right now, but I feel like I would be like, you know, that's wrong. I ain't taking my ass back there. (laughs) I'm too tired. (laughs) These were some teaching some lesson moms. But as time will show... It really didn't help. We didn't learn our lesson. Is what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it might be the mom who might be like, um, let's talk about what you just did. I don't care about taking it back. I care about what's going on with you. Amen. Instead that's, of the that, mom probably really would have actually helped like, like, both of us. Cool. Like that's wrong. The Bible says, do not steal. Blanket. Well, my mom didn't even bring up the Bible. Mine didn't either, but I'm just saying. That's kind of how they operated, you know? Like, this is wrong. And I'm sure their intention was to teach us, but... But it did not There was an issue. Yeah, there's a problem (laughs) when your child is stealing. Right. You know, like, what's up? There's always something behind the behavior. Right. There's So there's a sneakiness there. There's a secretiveness there. And I really, I mean, I don't want to put the cart before the horse because I have some thoughts about it. So we could talk more about it, that or we could go into some more stories like how this expanded in our lives. Well, did you stop stealing after that? I don't think I stole again until I was a teenager. Same. Yeah. I pretty much stopped. I never, I can't recall any other times. I mean, there might have been, but I don't recall stealing from any stores or stealing from people. It didn't really occur to me. Me neither. Until I became a teenager and stole stupid stuff. It was just kind of like what I could get away with. And if there were things I wanted that I didn't have the money for, you know, or just kind of like teenagey stuff. Shirts. I remember stealing shirts. I remember stealing maybe dumb makeup stuff. Mm-hmm. Shit like that, you know. <clears throat> but then I stole a car. What? I don't think you ever told me about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you went all in. You went all in. <laughs> You're like, it never really occurred to me before. And then I saw this car that I wanted. <laughs> And this is late in life. I stole it in high school. And I stole it in the shittiest way possible. Oh, I do remember this story now. Yes. So I had a friend who had a friend who was in from... No, he lived in the area. And he was kind of rich. And he, when we were in high school, had a blazer. Some truck Mm -hmm. that was kind of cool in the mid-90s. Your parents did? No, no, the kid did. My friend's friend. Okay. And we partied with him. We hung out with him. He was a really cool laid back kid. And he had to go to the airport once and he asked us to drive him to the airport so he could park his car there. And we followed him. And then he were like, bye. And this was all planned out. We're saying goodbye to him. And then as soon as, you know, he's all in the airport, we went and just took his car. Wow. 
and we had the best time. I mean, we were just like joyriding, just were um, living it up, thinking we were so sweet, you know? And mm -hmm. then when he was getting closer, when he would get back, we abandoned his car. We just like abandoned it in a oh lot somewhere. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Why didn't you just bring it back to the parking place? <sighs> That's a good question. <laughs> Kids, they're so stupid. I absolutely. <laughs> Their little mushy brains can only think so much. Yes. So then my behavior with like deceitfulness or stealing like played out in kind of bigger life ways after that point, mm -hmm. like hiding large parts of my behavior in my life from most of the people who knew me. Mm -hmm. But it's that same mentality, you know, where you just hide certain things mm -hmm. to get away with other things. But that is, I think that car is my biggest theft. <laughs> I don't think it really gets much bigger than that until like... Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is like kind of up there and then it's like corporate lawn money laundering and yes. that's like the highest tier yeah. of petty crime theft. But what, about, what about you? Um, I didn't really steal until high school again. And again, it turned into, it definitely jumped the tiers and I... A lot of kids were stealing clothes at the mall. Okay. And so they had things that I didn't have or couldn't afford. And so then I started hanging out with this girl. And I, I feel like her older sister told us to do it. Her older sister... Her older siblings both were trouble... I was going to say troublemakers. Oh, my God. <laughs> Big troublemakers. They were troublemakers, mm. those kids. Delinquents. But I think... It, I feel like it was her idea. We stole perfume from Mervyn's. And back in the day, you could return things without a receipt, like just willy-nilly. So wow. we would literally walk into Mervyn's, grab some a couple perfumes off the shelf, and then go to a different Mervyn's and go return them for the money. And they'd and, give it to you? Yeah. And it was kind of a lot of money back then. It was like 30 or $40 for a bottle of perfume. So we had like a racket going. We were doing that. And once you start to get away with something, and it's incredibly enjoyable... Lucrative. Lucrative. Um, you do it more. Yeah. Because you can. And so we did. And so her and I started really stealing and we were going into department stores and just stuffing our bags with purses and bathing. I mean, not purses, uh, bras and bathing suits and shirts and jeans. Wow. And then we got caught. <clears throat> and I realized the jig was up when I looked over at her and she was sitting on the floor of the lingerie department and literally just stuffing as many bras as you can imagine. And I was like, oh boy, we're caught. <laughs> we're going down. Like this girl has lost all kinds of <laughs> She's lost subtlety. <laughs> She's not even trying to be sneaky at this point. And wow. we're going to get caught. So I thought we made it. We walked out of the store. We were walking down the hall. And then some security guards came chasing us. And they were like, excuse me, you have something of ours. <sighs> and I was like, oh, no. Shit. Yeah. So I got caught. I got grounded. The one and only time in my life I got grounded. Sure, sure. Um, that was that. But it didn't teach me any lessons. I yeah. wasn't spoken to about, like, what was causing the behavior. And then just proceeded to hide my life. Yeah. My behaviors. So what I started thinking about in relation to stealing is what was your family <clears throat> money situation? And what was mine? Like, yeah. what messages about money did I pick up from that made me feel like I can't have certain things, so I have to steal them? Well, you know, I my parents were, like, generally pretty honest people. 
and they didn't they never had a lot of money and we always were a family that lived I grew up in San Diego which was which is a pretty um upscale city it's a city known with money um we just lived in a lower on the lower side of the economy so I was always around people that had more than I had okay but I also when I was thinking about this podcast I do remember my dad stealing cable Like, he didn't do it when we were in elementary school, but once we moved to Michigan, we had a house fire and we lost everything. Like, every single thing we had. House to ashes. And then we were way more poorer than we had ever been. Ah. And I had less than I had ever had. Once you came to Michigan. Yeah. Which was in junior high. Ah, Rough time to have nothing. Yes. So, but I do remember my dad stealing cable and... You know, I'm not blaming my dad for any, every decision I've ever made or anything, but there was that influence that if you don't have what you need or you want, then you can get it. See, I feel like it goes deeper than that. It like, does, but I'm just saying that's one part of my experience was I've always looked back on it and thought... It's there in uh, your no, memory. No, I've never, no, I never think about my dad's oh. part of it. Okay. But when I was thinking about this podcast, I've always just thought of my behavior as my own, mm-hmm. and the reasoning behind it was wanting something that I can't have. But it also was kind of influenced by my father, you know? And by my parents' behaviors with money. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, I think... Well, here's this. This is kind of a weird thing. I grew up... My dad always had a secure job at Ford. Okay? Mm -hmm. We had all insurance. We had regular pay income. Like, we never wanted for anything. My mother grew up in extreme poverty. Like, she didn't have running water until she was 18 years old. They had a pump, like a water pump in their kitchen. They had an outhouse until she was 18. Okay? Up in northern Michigan. Upper Peninsula. So... When she was raising us, even though we had more than enough, she still operated like a person who had nothing. And so in my mind, like that caught and I felt like we were poor in comparison to other people. But actually we were pretty solidly middle class. But if I wanted things, if our family was going to go somewhere. It was always like on the shoestring of no, you know, like Mm -hmm. pretty much it would always be no. And if you did it, it was like barely given to you. I pretty much had the exact same experience, you know, and my mother also grew up in poverty. Yes. And so I feel like there was something about that transference Mm -hmm. of a worldview that actually didn't even apply to my actual life, Mm -hmm. but I believed about myself because my mother believed it about herself. Yeah. You know? That's really interesting because I don't remember my mom actually saying, I can't have the things that I, oh, I'm really overlooking a huge part of my story. (laughs) Uh (laughs) I feel so stupid that I didn't think of this to talk about. Uh, My mom was a big thief. Forgot all about that. <laughs> oh my god. That may play into it. Um yeah. Did she steal? My mom stole a lot. My mom had a problem with writing bad checks. Ah. Because she my mom has passed away, so I'm not embarrassing her by talking about this. God bless her, she gets a pass forever. Yes. Um, but how did I not think of this? That's okay. Well, yeah, my it's mom It's early. It's like twelve thirty in the afternoon. Okay. <laughs> 
She had a season, and I don't know how long it lasted. She always wanted more than she had. We were also middle class. My dad had a great job and a great work ethic. And so we they were generally always able to pay all of their bills. We just weren't able to do the extra things. I always wanted to go to ballet class. They always said they couldn't afford it. You know, things like that. But maybe they could have, too. They they managed their... My dad had no idea how to manage money. So if he had been better about... budgeting. Budgeting, we could have done a lot more. When you have people come from poverty having solid jobs, that doesn't mean they suddenly know how to manage it, Mm -hmm. which makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. But go on. So I think my mom's childhood, she was always um, trying to achieve some and, and access something that she never had she wanted everything to be the best so when she went clothes shopping for us like for school shopping if her budget was 200 she always just felt like she couldn't get everything that she wanted to give for us so she started writing bad checks i literally remember one specific time and this is probably when she got in the most trouble i don't know but we were in a store and she was paying and i had found these jean dresses that i loved and i have two sisters and so i was like we can all wear them they're so awesome they probably were they really were, actually. <laughs> I want one now. And I came up to her while she was at the register. I was like, Mom, can we get these dresses? And she was like, okay. And then she, like, threw them on because she had no restraint. She wanted... She couldn't tell you no. No. And she couldn't tell herself no. Hmm. And she eventually, after we moved to Michigan, she did get in trouble. She did get caught. My dad was extremely up angry about it and it caused a whole ordeal with them because he didn't understand it at all and then when we moved to Michigan after the house fire she had been on probation and wasn't legally allowed to leave and she got pulled over on Christmas Eve shopping for us maybe with some bad checks I don't even know (laughs) (laughs) and got sent to jail in California and spent three months in jail while you were in Michigan correct so she wasn't even in jail in here Mm-hmm. Oh, I always thought she was here. No. That's hard. It was very hard. And it wasn't that long after that that I started stealing. That was in seventh grade, eighth grade. Mm. Ninth grade is... Eight, the end of eighth grade is when I started stealing. Okay. So, yeah, that was another part of my childhood experience. I think it may influenced have... Me. Your dad had that cable, no doubt. <laughs> that influenced shit. But, Mary... I'm looking at you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, that was a big one. This is all pre-Jesus. Yeah. For you and me. Mm -hmm. And as most people experience some, like, I don't know, relief from certain behaviors that are prescribed as wrong when they first become Christians. Yeah. I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit. I don't know if it's social pressure. I don't know what it is, but a lot of behaviors initially are easier to deal with or just not have to do anymore when you first encounter Jesus. That was true for me. Mm -hmm. Was that true for you? You're talking about stealing, smoking, drugs, like all of that stuff. Like, was it easier when you first became a Christian not to do those things? Absolutely. 
Totally, right? Well, I was immersed with, I immersed myself in friendships and situ- situations that there really wasn't a lot of opportunity to do those things. People are doing other things, different yeah. behaviors. And I had a really immersive, loving intimacy with Jesus in the beginning. Right. So I didn't, I wasn't in want. Kind of enthralled yeah. with Jesus in your little Jesus cocoon. Yeah. Sit my waterfall, hanging out with chipmunks. Maybe that was just me. <laughs> Well, I wasn't having that experience, but (laughs) it was just as lovely in my own way. (laughs) Okay. So, um, in any case, uh, but years roll on, you're a suburban mom of three, Mm -hmm. and suddenly you find yourself stealing (laughs) from the thrift store. Or Myers because these shoes are too damn expensive, and you put them in the sale box, and you're like, I'm getting the sale price. Oh my gosh, that reminds me, that was another racket that I had. I would go to Payless with old shoes and walk out with new ones and leave my old ones in the box. I was really proud of that one. Damn. I felt like that one was so slick. It pretty much was. <laughs> Props. <laughs> But, you know, these essentially... Well, go ahead, finish your No, thought. what were you going to say? I mean, these behaviors that happened when I was a teenager, yeah. they just evolved into more thought-out behaviors later on as an adult. After the initial aura of, like, intimate Christianity happened, as I became a mom of three, as you were saying, I replicated some of those behaviors yeah. just in different ways. But now you have a conscience about it. Correct. Right. And that is... Real fucking <laughs> pain in my ass when I want to ha- steal without any consequences. <laughs> I mean, it's to the point where we're talking about it together publicly. Yeah. And that means that we are putting ourselves on blast. Totally. Because it's we both know it's not okay. Yeah. I actually... I'm a little bit on the fence about it. Okay. I feel like I I don't feel like it's wrong. I, I and part of the reason is because like I don't ever I would never steal at work. Like I would never steal money from my yeah, yeah. drawer we got that. or any of that shit. And so part of me kind of feels like, what's the big deal? It's not about the steal because it's not about the stealing. It's about my heart and trusting that Jesus provides for me. That's the only reason it's a big deal. Right. It's not a big deal because I stole a phone case from the thrift store. And stealing is wrong. Don't steal. Okay. That's why I don't like that commandment. Okay. It's like, uh, where's where's the heart? <laughs> right. Jesus in the New Testament, he's like, you've heard it said, do not murder. But I say, if you look at someone with a look of uh, contempt, mm-hmm. you're committing the same sin. Because he's talking about the heart. Right. So instead of, ah, you've heard it said, do not steal. He's saying, what is this impersonation of Jesus? I don't know. And then <laughs> now he'd say, but I say, if you even think of putting that in your pocket, you're can. I mean, it's actually harsher. The measurement of the heart is closer. Like, it's more of it on an edge than, than the blanket do not steal. Correct. It's like, what's going on in your heart? Yeah, because he's speaking to the person. He's speaking to the spirit of who you are. Right. And so for me, I absolutely know, I know two things. One, that I don't believe in those moments where I take something that I honestly can't afford. Yeah, you can. You have way more money than me, so what's your problem? (laughs) (laughs) So if 
I take something, it's all about believing something that's not rooted in my bank account. It's actually about feeling owed something or feeling like I can't. I honestly feel, I still, I wonder if I still, talking about my mom and her mindset, like I wonder if that still plays into my life. Mm. Like, am I not describing myself? When, I mean, you're like, dude, it's 50 bucks. Like, buy it on something reasonable for my family. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. hell no. You know, I always take that approach. Like, I always come in as the cheapskate or, like, don't want to spend a dime. Mm -hmm. And that's just, like, uh, that same spirit that was shown to me as a kid that actually doesn't apply to my real life. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like I am seeing things through a lens that isn't even true still. Yeah. So I I think that in like, like spirit of God pressing in on me to be like, "Eh, do you really need to steal that? You know, Mm -hmm. is about like, let me, let me, let me introduce you to reality and your actual life. You have good things. You can be generous You can bless Mm. your kids. You can bless your friends, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. instead of being so afraid to spend any money because you're so poor. It's like not even true, you know, and it's just like it's it's healing. It's healing that God wants to give to me that I am still like stuck in the past about. Okay, well, I'm holding back weeping right now (laughs) (laughs) because what an influence of our moms. I know. On our life. Because essentially, both of us are saying the same thing. That our mothers, our mothers, the way that they loved us and the way that they lived is still affecting us. Absolutely. (laughs) It's not deep thoughts. But it's kind of amazing how, in light of how intelligent and articulate we are as women, are still, like, operating like little children and Mm. mimicking really dysfunctional thinking from really broken women. It's true. And... It's kind of amazing that we're like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Like, how many years do you have to walk with Jesus before you can look at yourself? And we do look at ourselves. That's the irony of it. That's what I mean by like, we are self-reflective women who know ourselves and and go to therapy and, and, and process life. Yeah. But I wonder if that's why it's one of the outline 10 commandments. Jesus, he's just so smart. He really is. <laughs> like, he's like, you're not, you're going to miss this one. Somehow right? you're going to miss this one. Because money, money and faith, are like, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. They're, they're belief systems. They're together. Like, they don't, they're not mutually exclusive. Well, absolutely. And I mean, it's pretty much, it's a tenant, the way that we operate with money in the world is... Yeah. It dictates almost everybody's life and behavior. Absolutely. So it makes sense that he's like, this is a big one, guys. Yeah. Don't take what's not yours. No. Because I'm here and I'll give you everything you need. Not only that, it's so simple for me. To steal? No, no. It's so simple for God to give us Oh, you're speaking from his, yeah. You know, it's like both of us have experienced amazing grace. And I don't mean that in the... (laughs) Tempted awful amazing grace song way. I mean it like we've experienced abundant gifts. We are actually we have a reputation for getting amazing things (laughs) that other people look around and say, How did that happen to you? So true. And it's like, hmm. But 
So it's like over and over God wants to show me in particular how much he loves me, how much he wants to give me things and blessing that I didn't even think about and suddenly is in my lap, Mm -hmm. you know, like that is true. It's so true for me too. And so this, this idea of stealing and you're saying, I don't really know how it affects, why does it matter? So it matters in that I'm not experiencing healing of this issue from God. I'm not, I'm not looking at the reality of how God wants to deal with me with provision. And the other thing it is, is that a misconception that if I steal something small, it it doesn't matter. It won't affect, it won't affect my life or the people in my life. Oh no, you didn't say it. The Theracane. (laughs) I'm going there. there. <laughs> I'm going to the Theracane. All right. <laughs> so Shannon innocently r- reveals to me one day we're out having <clears throat> fun at a bar together. We hadn't been out in a long time. Give us a break. Why'd, so, you, why'd you say like <clears throat> fun? Like Because we were slightly inebriated. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> Just slightly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in any case, she shares with me as a friend that she's found a Theracane on the Facebook marketplace. Okay. Now here's the thing. I have scoliosis. I have wanted a Theracane for a long time. And so has Shannon. She doesn't have scoliosis, but she found the Theracane fair and square. And they're like 30 bucks on Amazon. They're not expensive. (laughs) But this one she found for 15 who loves the deal? These two cheap ass bishops, yeah. right? <laughs> I will drive across the state to save 50 bucks. It's so true. Why? <laughs> I will go to another state. <laughs> this is probably indicative of the motherhood trauma. Oh my gosh. Do. The more we talk about this, the more how. how blazedly obvious <laughs> it is and I'm like <laughs> we should just oh start gosh. being like get behind me Kathy get behind me Mary okay <laughs> so, so she tells me that she hasn't picked it up yet cause we're out having fun she's like but I gotta pick that up and she's so excited about it next day I remember the Theracane and I'm like huh she probably A will forget she told me B, we'll forget all about the Theracane. And I go on Facebook Marketplace, find the Theracane, and message the lady and say, hey, I'm interested in that Theracane. And she's like, great, still available. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, knowing Shannon would be so pissed at me but i'm just like she'll never know honestly in my thoughts this is what i'm thinking she'll never know but i'm still worried that she will know because when i go to pick up the theracane i'm driving down the street with trepidation looking around expecting (laughs) to see shannon in her car and like have her like run towards me and be like give me that theracane (laughs) so i knew i knew i was wrong 
And so I get the fairy cane, I get home, I'm like, do, 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 I did the limbo with the fairy cane. <laughs> then, I swear it's like two hours later, I get a text from Shannon. She's like, did you get that fairy cane? <laughs> selling it right now or something like that and Shannon's like how who she remembers that she told me <laughs> she asks is it Zena did, did my best friends looking for it is this person the one who sold who asked for it the woman's like yes <laughs> she was so confused she was like uh, do you want me to ask her to hold it for you or <laughs> me out so quickly <sighs> just no cover from that lady no whatever no because i said my best friend is also looking for one so she assumed oh besties you guys can she'll just get it for you and then give it to you or something <laughs> oh my gosh so she had a right to this and i it was like the demon drop it would literally my stomach plunge and i was like shit how does she know and then i just <laughs> I think I texted back, I don't know what you're talking about, or something like that. She's just like, I'm going to punch you in your face. <laughs> Give me the barricade. <laughs> <laughs> All this to say that my impetus to steal things because I can't believe that I can buy something my damn self spilled over into our relationship. For the first time, I think. Well, that was maybe the second time. Well, there was another time? The bun. Oh. Because that was what you referenced in me. <laughs> right. The coffee maker. You were like, yeah. this is, now we're even. Oh, yeah, I was trying to defend myself. <laughs> in any case, like, it's an example of thinking, this doesn't matter. And it doesn't affect the people that we love. And it, Right. I'm stealing from a big corporation, so who gets hurt? But then, like, if you practice something long enough, then you do it in in a way that affects your real life mm -hmm. without even thinking about it or thinking, this will be fine. No one will know. Yeah. Which is bullshit. It is a lie that we believe. And, I mean, that's a good example. But what really moves me is thinking about how it will affect my kids. Because we've talked about our mothers, and mm. now we now we are the byproducts. And so I think about me as the mother, and I don't want my children like processing weeping therapy sessions with their best friends twenty years later <laughs> talking On a about podcast. me. <laughs> Get behind me, Shashel Cancer. <laughs> oh no, it came out. <laughs> Whether or not we shoplift again remains to be seen. <laughs> However, we do understand a little bit more about our own motives. Yeah. Uh, and the truth is, really, that we need to pay attention to our hearts and what's happening. Yeah. And believe that God has things for us that are better than stealing. Yeah. You know? Man, this turned into a real Come to Jesus podcast. <laughs> well... Aren't they all? Thanks for I'm... joining us. Peace. See you next time. <laughs>